What's up, everybody? John from Vio Fitness and from the Fitness Oracle. So I'm adding a little bit of a new twist to my entire podcasting stuff. Um, I am going to be still doing the uh, two to three um, interviews with uh, amazing guests per week. That's not changing, but I am going to be adding a new series of me just talking and telling you guys my perspective on things and what I think about the fitness industry and, uh, you know, about health and wellness. Um, because I have a feeling that that's the one thing that I'm missing myself. Uh, if you guys agree with it, that's great. If you guys don't agree with it again, I, that's great. Like I, I'm not gonna, I'm not here to judge people. I'm not here to, uh, tell people what to think or anything, but this is my perspective on things. Um, and I, what I wanted to do is I wanted to start off with uh, how I got started in the fitness industry. And what was that one trigger that actually pushed me to become the band that I am? Um, it all falls back to about 2001. Now, I was that guy, you know, that one guy that had everything. Uh, I had a great paying job, uh, had an amazing car, I had a huge amount of friends that I partied with at least like three times per week. Uh, we were like all, we were all like brothers. Uh, I had just moved out on my own. I was putting myself through university and I was in the greatest shape of my life, or at least I thought I was. Um, Everything was going just absolutely amazing. And all the stars were, you know, properly aligned for me and in my life. Uh, I was really trying hard, though. Really, really, really trying hard to be accepted by everyone and to be everybody's best friend. Um, but I really wanted to get to the next level in my life. Uh, and when I was in that job, I was a security guard super as a ship. I was a shift supervisor as a security guard. And I just never wanted to stay as a shift supervisor, especially as a security guard. So that's why I put myself through school. Well, tried to put myself through school. We'll get into that in a little bit. Um, and when I was, you know, the, the shift supervisor, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to be, you know, that boss, quote unquote, their boss. I, I want to be their friend, not their boss. So I let a lot of things slide. And on Christmas Eve of 2000, 2000 yeah, it was, no, 2001 Christmas Eve. Two of my two of my guards decided to do something really stupid. They went into a client's office and they made each other they made each other a cup of coffee. And they made me one too. Yeah, so they were basic they basically stole from the client. When they brought me the coffee, I couldn't drink it because one, I was lactose intolerant, or at least I thought it was lactose intolerant. We'll get into that in another podcast later on. But 
because they put milk in it, I'm like, I can't drink it because it's going to, it's going to bother me. They drank, they, they had their coffees, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, because I wanted to be their friend and not their boss, I didn't say anything to anyone. I didn't think it was a big deal. And I completely forgot about it up until my supervisor came to me and told me about it. He not only told me about it, he fired me on the spot for stealing. And I was like, what the hell are you, what the hell is going on here? Like, this is crazy. Other guys did something bad and I'm getting fired for it. What I didn't understand at that time was that the, the, the whole concept of extreme ownership, being a boss, being a supervisor means that you have to take responsibility for other people under you. I did not get it at that time. I was too young. I was too naive. I was, I wouldn't say stupid. I was just naive. I didn't know about it. So, So for me, it was like, I didn't know what was going on. And, uh, you know, I lost, I lost the job. The company that I was working for let me go because they're like, we can't have supervisors uh, not being able to control their guards, which totally understand, totally makes sense. I do not feel any anger or hatred towards that company today. Uh, and uh, people out there that feel sorry for me, I am asking you not to because I learned a valuable lesson out of it. Um, because I did, wasn't, I couldn't find a, I couldn't find work for cup for like six months. I got kicked out of my place and I moved back in with my folks. And I dropped out of school because I couldn't afford to go to school. I found out all my friends were talking behind my back and making fun of me behind my back. I almost lost my car. And because all this happened, I locked myself in my bedroom for an entire year. And the fact that I could not get a job kept making me feel worse and worse and worse and worse. I ended up feeling alone, I ended up feeling angry abandoned by everybody I held, I held close to me I completely and utterly felt completely useless you know I, I mean the problem the problem that I kept look the problem was I kept looking in the mirror and I kept telling myself I fucking hate you now this got so bad that one day I actually walked to the nearest bridge and I stood there by the railings, looking, counting, planning. I had absolutely no more value to this world. I was just a waste of breath. And the world wouldn't even blink an eye, even if I died. If I had done what I was planning on doing that day, I was not only going to kill myself, but I was also about to destroy other people's lives as well. I would have never got the chance to meet my two amazing nephews. I would have never had the chance to almost get married 
I would have never had, never, I would have never been a, been here trying to help other young men see the inspiration in their own lives and shed their lights onto this world to make a positive change. I would have never had that chance. But here's what happened. Like, I was standing on that bridge looking at these cars driving by over this highway or freeway, whatever you want to call it. And I was looking down at these cars and I was counting them. I was actually timing them because my whole plan was I was going to plan it so that when I jumped before I hit the car, before I hit the ground, I was going to hit a car to make sure that the car finished me once and for all. I don't know if you people out there believe in angels, but my guardian angel came to me and I guess you could say he opened up my mind's eye and he showed me my funeral. What was going to happen when my friends showed up and what I saw absolutely destroyed me. I saw my friends get into a huge fight with my family. And this angel, my garden angel, turned to me and said, is this what you want to be remembered for? Before I could even answer, he took me to the man of the car that I was planning to hit. And he showed me his life and how I destroyed his life. And then he asked me again, is this what you want to do? Destroy people's lives? Now, I'm the type of person, even back then, even when I was going through that hard, rough time, that I do not want to hurt people. I want to help people. I want to help people become better. And my answer to both those questions were no. And then he told me, he goes, then you have a greater purpose in this world, whether you see this or not right now. So get your ass back home, get your ass back in gear. You've been through, you've been through hell. Now it's time for you to, you know, rise up. Now it was crystal clear to me. I had to get out of this serious depression. And I knew exactly how I had to find a job and then sign up to a gym so I could look and feel better. So that's what I did. I walked straight home, started applying for job after job, after job, after job. I finally landed one, but in between, in between, you know, me applying for jobs, left, right, and center, anything that I could find, even like bag boy at freaking Costco, like I didn't care at that time. I was actually starting to work out a little bit. I was starting to do stuff at home. I was starting to do, you know, get out, go for walks and blah, blah, blah. So the second I got the job, I got a job as an armed guard. Uh, I, the first thing that I did uh, after my first paycheck was I signed up to a gym. So I started to, I started, I started to feel a sense of accomplishment. Like I, I did something positive for myself, not for anyone else, for myself. Um, 
I also learned that the only one that was beating me up was myself. Uh, you need to understand that you don't actually need a job to get active. Because for the first couple of months, like I said before, I had no job, no money coming in. But I devised a plan for myself to get active. You see, you don't need a gym to stay to get in shape. You can go for a walk. You can do a home. You can do a workout at home. You can work out at a park. You can work out anywhere in the world. As a result of everything that I did, I started to look and feel better about myself, and my life started to feel to started to feel right for the first time in a long time. After I did all that, I started saving some money from my job and I started to feel more confident about being me. Suddenly, I was back on track, paid off all my old debts, and when I looked in the mirror, I no longer told myself, I fucking hate you. But I would say, how are you doing today, old friend? That's when I realized that the secret to be accepted by everyone and be, every, and be everyone's best friend was the fact that I don't want to hurt anyone other than... Let me just rephrase that. That's when I realized that the secret to be to being accepted by everyone and everyone and be everyone's best friend was to accept myself and be my own best friend first. Then I can concentrate on building other relationships with other people. So I didn't have to worry about you know, ruining one poor guy's life. I didn't have to worry about my friends and family fighting over each other because of something. I don't want to say stupid because it's not stupid. Something drastic, something negative that I would have done. And that change I made for myself. So my, my plan was easy. Start applying for jobs. Once I found a job as an armed guard, and I found one as an armed guard and get myself back in the gym. But before the gym, I was working out, like going for like long walks, jogs in the park, you know, found a monkey bar and just started doing one chin up push-ups at home, push-ups at home, squats at home, some, some easy stuff before I could afford to go to a gym. Some other stuff that I was doing was looking at how I was eating. See, these are all things that we can have an easy way that we can control. But I just didn't stop there. When I got the job and started to make some money and I signed up to a gym, that's when I really started to take my life to the next level. After that, I started looking at repairing my relationships with my mom, my dad, and my sister, which I had torn to shreds because of me locking myself in my bedroom for a year. But you see, there was still a problem. One night on the way back from the drop, 
you know, the drop is uh, where we take all the money from the main branch, uh, where we take all the money, we drop it off at the main branch for the banks. I was sitting in the back with a crew chief and I, and the thought came into my head. He's not fast enough. Basically stop me from trying my gun, putting it in my mouth and pulling the trigger. Yeah. I got so frustrated that I ended up thinking I've had enough. No more. I had to get over this depression once and for all. No more excuses. The gym wasn't enough. Job wasn't enough. Something else was missing. So I thought, when was the last time I felt my absolute best? Well, that's when I was in martial arts. So that there's literally guys, the very next day I went to my local martial arts studio and I signed up. And a few years later, after leaving that job and getting another, I was completely over my depression. I dropped 25 pounds of fat. I gained 10 pounds of muscle and I became a certified personal trainer. Over the past 11 years as a personal trainer, I have crafted a very unique way of training that I have chose, chosen to call it the Weight Loss Igniter Program. I thought if I could create something that would make it possible to show men that are suffering from depression and a bit overweight that there is an amazing and easy solution to drop the weight quickly I'd be really happy. After 11 years of consistently failing and learning, I've developed this program. I created over, over the years the program that I call the Weight Loss Igniter Program. I can now reach out to a whole bunch of guys that need the help and give them a solution they need to look better. I then started to let other overweight, overweight men use the Weight Loss Igniter program. As a result of all this, we were able to achieve the following. In the past 11 years, I have been training people on a professional basis and I've developed that program and it will keep that will keep the weight off and you will have fun in the amazing community that will be a part that you will be a part of creating the weight loss igniter program i was not only able to help young men drop weight and feel amazing about their own not f feel amazing about being in their own skin i've also been able to stop the whole misconception that working out is expensive and that people don't have the money to pay a personal trainer because we can now show men some easy movements that they can implement right now, anywhere they are. And in the end, all this means I'm now able to live an amazing life and I get the chance to help that one young man to shine his light on this world. And that's exactly why I created 
the weight loss igniter program, VO Fitness, and the Fitness Oracle. So stay tuned tomorrow for another episode where I'm going to be getting deeper into some of these amazing topics that I just said to you guys. And I really, 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 really am grateful for you guys sitting there and listening to me jamber on over the last what 20 minutes. And uh, see you guys tomorrow.